7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. You love me for real. You had the same concerns for me back in 2003 when I wanted to fight Mike Tyson because it was just as deadly then as it is now. We still were three years apart, and we're three years apart now. Now, don't get it wrong. It could be dangerous, but at the same time, this is what we do. We've been in the hurt business our whole life. So what's dangerous to us? I mean, God bless us, but there are so many people that are going down now from just COVID. You know what I mean? It's like people at home, people don't have a lot to do. People can't do a lot of team sports because of people getting infected. Some baseball players I found out yesterday are getting infected still. We want to give people entertainment, but with team sports, it's a little harder because there are more people. But when you put two of the most entertaining fighters of their decades in the ring together, it has to be entertainment. And I think I think Mike can say the same thing I can say. We are willing to risk our health at a time like this, not only for the charitable part of it, but also to give people entertainment at a time when people don't have entertainment. Nobody has nothing right now. There's no real entertainment going on. Times are hard right now. People are stuck at home with nothing to do. Well, let's think about what would have happened had you put this bomb and this explosive in at the same time. What would have happened? Would the bomb blew up first or would the explosive go off first? What would have happened? Well, we can find out now. I thought, wow, Mike is still just as explosive as ever. Mike is still just as dangerous as ever. The only thing about it is when you've been out of the sport for so long, it's probably harder for him to go a full 12-round bout and sustain that. Yet he's still good. He still has his speed. He still has his power. He still is highly explosive, so he's still a very dangerous guy. He's going to be dangerous for all eight rounds. So you got to be ready to protect yourself because that is Mike Tyson. Good evening, and uh, thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabiso Musia, Katlako Mudiba, and Timothy producing the show, and Patrick Munana is in technical. And the clip that we have opened with is uh, the former champion, Roy Jones Jr. He, I'm sure we all had the big news last weekend that he has signed up to fight against the Iron Mike Tyson in an exhibition fight. And you might remember when we had Franz Botta a couple of weeks ago, he also told us that he was in talks with uh, Mike Tyson, but he said that before that, Mike Tyson was going to fight a guy called James Jones. I think Roy Jones is the name that uh, the White Buffalo was uh, looking for. So Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson, it has been uh, confirmed now, folks, and it will take place in LA on the 12th of September. A lot of people have given their opinions. Uh, we spoke, we've spoken about it here in studio, and uh, the guys believe that it is it's not even up for debate they think that mike tyson will obliterate roy jones jr but i do not agree i do not think that it will be that easy for mike tyson i mean roy jones jr has been fighting as recently as a 2018 and uh, we know that uh, he is a multiple champion in four weight divisions and uh, his 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 um just his talent and his skill is just undoubted Roy Jones Jr. And I know it's an exhibition fight and obviously the guys need the money. That's why they're taking this fight at the ages of 54 and 51. But if if Roy Jones throws a punch to Mike Tyson and he hits him hard and he fills it, you don't think Iron Mike will react? Obviously he'll react and the instincts will kick, will, will kick in there and we'll start having a proper fight between Roy Jones and Mike Tyson. It could happen, yeah. And it's it's a really an interesting one regardless of how you look at it. Maybe you can send us your voice notes to 061-4104107. Let's forget the fact that they need the money. Let's forget the fact that they're old and all of that. But uh, just think, who, who will win this one? Roy Jones Jr., who's your money on? Is it Roy Jones Jr.? or is it Mike Tyson? I mean, Mike Tyson is probably the most explosive heavyweight of all times, but he comes up against a very skillful boxer here in Roy Jones Jr. And I really don't think it's going to be as easy as many people seem to make it out to be. So let's see how it happens on the 12th of September. There, They could even knock each other out. We've seen people knock each other out in sparring. So what stops them from knocking each other out in this exhibition fight? Actually, why do people knock each other out in sparring, guys? I saw a video recently of guys 
guy sparring it at, at the same gym and they knocked each and the other one knocked the other guy out didn't understand that but it is a boxing wednesday so tonight on the show we continue our conversations about boxing and politics and the role that boxing uh, played in the liberation struggle and we're doing this in celebration of mandela month because uh, madiba himself was a keen uh, boxing fan i don't want to say boxer because that one is up for debate it can take us two hours to discuss it we did actually reach out to the nelson mandela foundation to try and get madiba's boxing records and they couldn't provide us with any records of uh, madiba being in the ring but let's leave that we are just having conversations about boxing and the struggle and we've already spoken to bsa chairperson dr peter Ngatane, who took us through the journey we then invited uh, uh, mpush makambi also a former freedom fighter he told us how he had to skip the country because of his involvement in the struggle which resulted in him being shot and he eventually went to the usa to pursue his career and tonight we are going to tell the story of another former champion and freedom fighter mr ben tnt likalake who also had to sacrifice his boxing career for the freedom of this country and his involvement in the struggle saw him uh, go to countries like tanzania and zambia and the usa before returning to south africa and if you've been listening to the show you you might have heard that his name has actually come up a few times here even when we spoke to dr peter Ngatane, he mentioned tnt likalake and there were other couple of guests that mentioned that tnt so we eventually managed to get hold of tnt and we're going to speak to him this evening and if you were there during the mid 70s or the early 70s when tnt likalake fought uh, please feel free to call us or send us your voice notes what can you tell us about tnt because it seems like even though his career was so short uh, because obviously of the struggle but it seems like he made a huge impact in the boxing ring and that's why people still remember his antics up until this day so you can send us your voice notes whether it's about tnt whether it's about mike tyson and roy jones jr to this number it's a whatsapp voice note number 0614104107 or you can sms us 41391 or you can call us directly 0891104207 tabiso musia on safm Okay, before we speak to our guest, let's just hear Mike Tyson's response. We heard from Roy Jones Jr., but what does Mike Tyson have to say? I just, it's, it's because I can do it. I, be, I can do it, and I believe other people believe they can do it too. Just because um, we're 54, that don't mean we have to start a new career and our life is totally over. Not when you feel as beautiful as I do, and I'm sure other people feel the same way. Well, listen, we're, we're, we're both accomplished, accomplished fighters. We know how to take care of ourselves. The eight round exhibition, and um, listen, um, we'll be all right. Trust me, we can take care of us. Listen, listen to this, Max. When I fought Larry Holmes, he fought me. I knocked him out in four rounds. He wasn't prepared. He took the fight on me with me. And then when you think about this, he fought a couple of other fights after me. And then he went the distance with um, mm-hmm. uh, Van der Holyfield. And then he, he went beat to, Ray Mercer. Yeah, great. So hey, forget that. He went the distance with Vander Holyfield, and he went the distance with Oliver McCall, losing by one point. So imagine if he would have fought yeah. me with that experience that he fought Holyfield and um, the other guy, Oliver McCall, and had the experience, it wouldn't have been a four-round fight. And, I have to, and that's my ego. That's my ego in check. That old man would have took me a couple of rounds if not the distance. And you know that too, Max. If he would have prepared... Yeah, I, I, I can prepare for those guys. But what happened, after I, no, what happened after I knocked out Larry Holmes? After I knocked out Larry Holmes, he had the greatest comeback almost in history. He went the distance with two right. great champions. Two legendary men, please. I'm not going to doubt. He was active. Once he got active, he became more potent. Iron <laughs> oh, Mike still talking the talk there, but... Can he walk the talk against Roy Jones Jr. on the 12th of September? I did ask for some voice notes. Let's hear what people are saying. Hi, Tabi. So, Mike Tyson, for me, would uh, certainly win. He comes across as somebody who is emotional and physically fit. And this conjures up uh, victory, in my view. And certainly, where there is money, you will then see blood splitting. So it is something which we look forward to seeing, and uh, it's going to be, it, mu- it must be scintillating, a terror. Yeah, no, I don't know how, what to expect. Uh, I'm not sure how we feel about it. Obviously, they're over 50, these guys, and Logic says they should not be fighting, but also then they say it's an exhibition fight, so they won't go in hard. But like I said, 
instinct will kick in here. And, and, and like this voice note says, we might see blood here. But a lot of people still going with Mike Tyson. Roy Jones is no slouch, guys. Won world titles at middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. And he was fighting as recently as 2018. We actually spoke to him on the show before I forget. Roy Jones, we spoke to him on the show last year when he was here in South Africa to open at the boxing gym. Uh, I think it was in Bedford View there. So we should try and bring him back on to get his thoughts on, to get to, to, to get more of his thoughts on this fight. Mike Tyson last fought in 05 or 06, if I remember correctly. So he's really been act- inactive for a while. But he is Iron Mike. I mean, one punch is all that usually takes with Iron Mike. Uh, but we're going to start our conversation now with the former boxing champion and a freedom fighter, Mr. Benty T. Likalaga, who joins us on the line as we continue to talk about the role that boxing played during the struggle. I've mentioned that we've spoken to another, Tumbush Makambi, who also had to go to exile and had to leave his career behind. We've spoken to Dr. Pitangatana, who gave us a real background in history of South Africa and boxing. We also spoke to Kheri Kutzea two weeks ago and he told us about uh, how um, he did not agree with the apartheid system where he couldn't fight against the black boxers and it it wasn't his doing obviously and uh, that's why a lot of black uh, um, South Africans warmed up to him when he was fighting and we are joined on the line now by Mr. Ben TNT Likalake. TNT, good evening sir and thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM this evening. Yeah, good, evening. good evening, how are you? Sir? I'm fine, thank you TNT. It's a pleasure and an honor for us to be speaking to you. Your name has come up a lot on our show when we trace the roots of South African boxing and we've invited you this evening just to talk about your boxing career and uh, how you had to leave the country since you were involved in the struggle. And on that note, TNT, firstly, do you have any regrets of of, of how things turned out for you and the direction that your life took? Again. I'm saying, how do you feel about the direction that your life took? Because you had to leave your boxing career behind and you had to go to exile. I, I, I really am getting uh, get, uh, confused because uh, I have two divisions. Mm. The other one says that uh, this thing is uh, something that is, is, is being cooked by, 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 by other people. And on the other side, I, I still doubt that uh, it is the way I think. Mm. And wh- what are you doubting, TNT? Uh, what I'm doubting is that uh, this is uh, something that is de- deliberately done. And if we leave it to go, uh, to go on as it is going, mm. we are going to regret one day. Mm. And I, I, I may be wrong, yes. but I still say I I really doubt that uh, this is uh, something that is being cooked by people who are really in, in, in an anti-ANC uh, plastic cover. Before we talk more about the political side of things, TNT, do you know how you got this boxing nickname TNT? Uh, I knew uh, about uh, six, six years ago. Mm. I knew about six years ago. And what did they tell you? Uh, I was told that uh, TNT is a name which is uh, made for, uh, it's a name which is named for diamonds. Ah. So so you were a diamond, a diamond in the dead, a rough diamond there. And a lot of people even refer to you as TNT these days. They don't even call you by your real name. And how do you look back then at your boxing career, TNT, even though your professional career lasted four years, but how do you look back at what you did inside the ring? Uh, I always laugh alone when I look back at it. Because... Uh, there was a time where, where, when I did not know what T 
TNT uh, really means. Mm. Until I went into exile, I was told that uh, TNT is a diamond. Mm. And uh, being a diamond, there are two kinds of diamond. Diamonds. The other one is a, a, a diamond that is cooked by good people. Then the other one, it is a diamond that is genuinely a diamond. And would you agree when they say you were a diamond then in the boxing ring? Well, I do agree that uh, I was a diamond in the boxing ring. I do agree 100%. And we're going to talk about that boxing career. Uh, 27 wins, uh, 6 defeats and 1 draw. 18 knockouts in those 27 wins from the record that we've seen. We just want to take a quick break and then we'll trace uh, TNT's boxing record and career. Sport on on SAFM. Still talking to a former boxing champion and freedom fighter, Ben TNT Likalake, and you're welcome to share uh, any, uh, well, if you remember him during his days or any questions you might have for our guest, you can send them to 061-4104-107. That's our WhatsApp number. TNT, I was mentioning your boxing record and your boxing career. When I look at it, it says that you had 27 wins, 6 losses and 1 draw and 18 knockouts. And what's incredible is that this was just done in 4 years. Are you happy with what you could achieve in the ring at the time? Uh, I'm definitely happy but uh, I, I would like to correct something uh, that you uh, made uh, a mistake about. Yes, feel free. Yeah, my total uh, uh, career was a 36 fight. Mm. Yeah, it was 36 and uh, 31, 31 of them, I, I, I won them inside the distance. Sure. <laughs> that's incredible and that's why we need to document our stories and tell our stories of our heroes of the past so we can have uh, these records here. And what I, when I look at this career, it lasted four years. It seems like you were active then about, you were active most of the time. Is that how the scene was back in the time of boxers fighting regularly back in the days? Yeah, definitely. That, uh, that is the true, uh, that is true what you are saying. But uh, most of the fights that I fought, I won them, I won them inside the distance. Mm. They did not last the distance. You were a knockout specialist. Well, uh, I, I I hear that I was a knockout specialist. I don't believe that I was a, a knockout specialist. And did you have an amateur an amateur record TNT? Uh, I I have a, a record. No, you fought in the amateur ranks also. Uh, in the amateurs, uh, I, I I really. I was just a, a careless fighter. I did not uh, uh, co- 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 collect my record and uh, write it down like the, the one that uh, I did in professional fighting. Let's, in professional, yes. I know all the fights that I fought. And uh, three quarters of them, I won the, uh, within the distance. Let's look back at some of these fights then that you fought uh, in the in the seventies between seventy two and seventy six. You fought some high profiles na- names. I mean, like Norman Pangaman, Sekapane, Happy Boy Mkaji. How competitive was the scene and the division at that time? Uh, well, I, I, I say thanks to my late uh, trainer Gabriel Geshlamin mm. because. He is the one who was uh, handling, handling my fights uh, psychologically uh, before I entered the ring, telling me that, uh, you know, this fight, you must win it within the distance. And then when I uh, asked him to, uh, Brakesh, 
how do you know that uh, this fighter will be uh, before the, the 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 distance? And then you tell me that uh, I'm only looking at how you are training. And I look at your fights with Happy Boy Mkaji. You lost twice to him. What was it about Happy Boy that he got the better of you? Well, uh, Happy Boy, uh, I believe that uh, Happy Boy, I beat him in the first fight and the second fight. Uh, the, the thing is, is that uh, uh, always the fights were uh, uh, in favor of him because I always went uh, to his area. M. Tanzani. M. Tanzani. Mm. So you, you, so you, so you believe there was a, there were hometown decisions there, M. Tanzani. Uh, very, very, very much. All, all the, the two fights that I fought with him, they gave it, they gave them to, to him without winning them. Hey. We've heard stories that, hey, you don't come out of Mtanzania. You have to make sure of the victory. So you couldn't put him down. You couldn't knock him out. I, I couldn't knock him out because uh, he was uh, a skillful fighter. Mm. So I always made it a point that I tell myself that I'm going to go the distance with him. Mm. And I really went the distance with him, but the lady uh, uh, they, they made the, 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 the decision for him. And and how was the atmosphere, M. Tanzana? How were the fans? Because we've just received a message from Mr. Pumzile Dubasha who says, Oh, my daughter, Ben TNT, that was our song we used to sing at the stadium. <laughs> well, uh, Nkosana was a, a, a favorite fighter in the uh, in, in the Eastern Cape. Mm. People would just uh, come in inside the, the, the dressing room uh, because they did not know me. They would uh, ask other uh, other guys around as to Ubanu lo 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 uh, and then they be uh, told that I nanko say that they come and look at me at Awera. Uzugbe tuu nyongo sana man. Man, the people were wild there, man. Yeah, no, they it's... were really, really, really wild. But psychologically, psychologically, I was always prepared that I am going to beat nyongo sana. Mm. And and you feel that you did enough. I did enough to beat in Kosana, but the referees never made it that uh, I won the fight. Mm. And and were they both title fights? Is it correct to say they were both title fights? Definitely, they were both title fights. Yes, that's what I saw in the records. And also what stood out for me is that you were fighting for the SA non-white super feather title. I mean, non-white should not even be a word. They should even remove it from from, 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 from these boxing records here. Non-white is not a word, guys. But how do you describe then that period when your titles were being described as non-white, which means you only fought against the other black boxers? Well, at that time, I was never... a involved in politics. I took everything as, uh, as it is. I only analyzed, analyzed, the, 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 uh, analyzed the fight when I was outside the country. Mm. When I was uh, analyzing it, I discovered that I was supposed to have left the country a long time ago. I wasted my time by uh, going into the ring and being insult, uh, insulted by guys that I don't even know. And did you did you get the feeling at the time, TNT, that maybe the white boxers wanted to fight against the black boxers? They wanted unity, but they couldn't because of the system? Because that's what Akhari Kutsia told us. I, uh, I, you know, uh, around 1974, mm. We were we were helping the the, the, the white fighters with mm. sparring sessions. 
and uh, I discovered in, in the sparring sessions that we can beat uh, the, the, these white fighters within the distance. Hmm. We were asked to help them with sparring sessions when, when they were having international fights. But the press was never allowed to, to, to come and uh, 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 take the, uh, the, 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 the score and, and judge us as to how is our sparring session with them. Mm. Is, is that why you say you feel that you wasted your time because you didn't get to fight against everybody, you were just fighting against a certain group? Precisely. Precisely. And I and look, yes? In, in the sparring sessions, uh, when they were aware that uh, we were too skill, skillful for, for, for their fighters, mm. they made our sparring sessions to, go, uh, to, uh, to be three or, four, five, or four, four rounds. They never made the sparring sessions to be six rounds. Because you were embarrassing the white boxers. Because you we, we exposed them that they will never beat us. And it didn't suit their agenda. Exactly. I look at your fight against Pangamen Sikhapane. It was in the heat of the moment, June 1976, from what I've seen. At that stage, TNT, how was the political situation in, in the country? Did you feel that something was brewing? Uh, at, that, at, at, at that time, I was really an apolitical fighter. I never knew anything about politics. Hmm. I only discovered that uh, what we were doing was really, really wrong. When uh, I was told by my by my trainer, Lamini uh, that, uh, you know, what we are doing here, it's just uh, the question of making the fighters, uh, the white fighters to be cleverer cleverer than us mm. because they tell us that this is a sparring session it's not a fighting and uh, when white, white fighters were tired inside the, 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 the ring they would tell us that uh, no 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 don't hit don't hit me too much jab 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 only and then never throw big punches but if it was the other way around, they would tell their fighters to go for a kill, go for a kill, go mm. for a kill. Mm. Yeah, no, you can see, you can see the agenda. And it was reported at the time that you actually severely reprimanded Norman Sekhapane and, and Angosanam Kaji for fighting during this time when now the political situation was becoming a tense. Is that correct? And do you remember your exact words? Because some people say that was an iconic speech that you gave. Yeah, uh, I, I, I believe that it is true. But uh, we, we, we were really really apolitical man when we were boxers because we were only we were only doing what we were doing for for, for ourselves we never thought that uh, i'm doing this for uh, a preparation for a world title fight one day mm. we never thought of it yeah We've also got on the line Boxing South Africa chairperson Dr. Peter Ngatane and, and uh, Dr. Peter Ngatane joins us on the line. Good evening, Dr. Ngatane. Thanks again for giving us your time on SAFM. Good evening, sir, and good evening with your guest. I remember you, you, you've mentioned TNT before when we spoke on our show. We've spoken a couple of times, but I know you've definitely mentioned the name Ben TNT Likalake. Is it one of the names that came out of the Duba Boxing Club? Yes, is he listening? Yes, he's here with us. Oh, he's here. M40. Hello. Hold on. No, TNT was one of my club mates. Mm. boxing club. Yes. And, uh, you know, we had, it was a very proud um, uh, uh, gymnasium because at one time, um, 
out of uh, I think uh, uh, twelve, well, uh, uh, South African titles, seven of them belong to today. Hmm. And um, in terms of uh, the prowess and things, Kenti stands up as one of the best uh, uh, progenies from uh, from our club. How do you describe him as a boxer, Doctor Angatan? Well, well, as a boxer, uh, we, we 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 started even from the amateurs together, mm. and uh, unfortunately or fortunately for me, uh, I didn't do, do professional because I had to choose between being professional or going to university outside Johannesburg. But as a, a, a boxer, and I mean, we used to used to wake up in the morning at four o'clock to go and do what you call road work, uh, run over the dunes in, uh, I mean, this uh, sand dunes in uh, 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 boys in places and uh, wake up in the morning and then in the evening go to the g- he goes to the gym and still uh, listen to to the instructions of our of our uh, gymnasium manager from the amateur, it was Mr. Steve Masike from the mm. From the professional, it was Phil Tendu and, and Dati Johnson, Villagazi. Uh, now, he was a very dedicated, and he was one of the bravest um, boxers uh, uh, that he, he, he could ever find. I mean, a, as an example, he went, he went to fight uh, a gentleman called uh, Mkachi. Nkosan. Now, he was, yeah, Nkosan, happy boy Mkachi. He was... Um, almost like an untouchable, untouchable in the Eastern Cape. He went to the Eastern Cape, and um, even during the way in, he he actually told I don't know if he still remember that he actually told Ngachi that uh, uh, he's going to hit him, and Insang was a is a poor my because Ngachi uh, was known to be taking a bit of a puffs of a, of a, of a dacha, mm. so. The guy like I told him that uh, I'm, I'm going to hit you, and this song is going to go out of your head. <laughs> and that created one of the biggest problems because everybody now wanted to to hit him because he was saying these things about their idol. And um, it was one of the best fights at Sisa Dukashi Stadium that you could ever find. It's like going to the Lions then and still provoke the Lions and still, uh, uh, you know, um, well, we were not happy with the, with the, with the, with the, with the results, yes. but I think in my mind and in everybody's mind, Ben Legalaki had won the fight. And that's exactly what he told us before you came on air. He believes that he won the fight. TNT, do you remember saying that in Zogbechak Puminsango? <laughs> I said to him, "This is between you and him. He's a puma on the tongue." Well, I, I was putting, I was putting, putting it mildly, yeah. so I didn't want to put it away. But the, the problem is that we, who were supporting the Galaga, were assaulted in the stadium. Had oh. to be run around uh, someone with a shambok because for the music, if you just say TNT, mm. the whole stadium wanted to hit you. Mm. So it was. Uh, we were fighting again, so it was a quite a, a very tense uh, moment. Now, but by, by that time, I was I was not even at, at, at the club. I was in, at Fort Hare, so I had to drive from Alice. Mm. That was in, in Fort Hare to go to East London to go and watch him and be part of the, uh, the entourage when we having a way in and things like that. So it was he, he's been one of my closest friends because even. When um, one of the nicest things that ever happened, un- unlike being other boxers, when he left the country, mm. he skipped the country, um, uh, he was still a champion. He didn't lose his title in the ring. Mm. He, they stripped him off because he was no more there. He had gone out uh, because of he went into exile. And uh, he knows that uh, his exile created problems for us, including his, uh, our our. our there to answer police. Where is this Ben Ligalaki? Uh, so, but uh, all, all in all, it was one of the. That's why I say he's one of the bravest. When he had made a decision mm. that uh, this is where I'm going, 
he never turned. Even when we were growing up, I mean, uh, the times when we were left somewhere, I, thought, I don't know if you remember, we were left somewhere in, was it uh, Ramson thing or something like that, mm. without money, without anything. We had to walk uh, from from there, and we decided to go into a station and went to a train without even knowing where, where it was going. <laughs> but we ended. We just need to take a quick break, Dr. Ngatane. We'll continue after this, and I want to talk about the life in exile now. The month of July has been dedicated to celebrate the importance of men. This year's theme is Be a Caring Man. As the KwaZulu-Natal government, we are appealing to all men to show love to their families and societies by standing up against abuse and violence directed at women and children. As caring and loving men, we cannot be quiet and fold our hands when our dearly loved women and children are being abused. As we are battling the COVID-19 pandemic, we encourage all men to put more effort in the fight against this pandemic rather than fighting with women and children. Let Ubuntu, the respect of the rights of women and children, prevail. As men, we must be the first to be protectors. Be a caring man all the time so that we can grow KwaZulu-Natal together. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still talking to Ben TNT Likalaka. You can send us those voice notes to this WhatsApp number 061-4104107. We just heard from Dr. Pitangatan, a boxing essay chairperson there, uh, saying that they fought. They were together from the amateur days and Dr. Ngatane did not go pro, but Ben Lekalake went pro. TNT, what can you tell us about Dr. Ngatane as, a, as an amateur boxer? Was he, did he really have it? Uh, Dr. Ngatane was, was disturbed by uh, uh, the education mm. in order to go further with boxing. But I did not uh, blame him because mm. Education came first to everybody. So he could have also gone far. He, he would have been far, 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 far away with the boxing. So, th- yes. So with you then, TNT, you saying while you were fighting, you were not too much into politics. At which time then did you become an activist or a student activist? At what time now did you realize what was going on in the country and you decided to get involved? Uh, it was uh, the test that we were receiving that uh, woke me up. And I told myself that I I, I can't wait and fight for peanuts. Mm. Let me go and uh, talk to my uh, trainer, Gezlamin, mm. the late Gezlamin. I told him that uh, it's better if it's better of if. Uh, the country can change its system dragation. Because uh, white fighters, we were told that uh, they are getting five times the prices that we are being given. So it really made me crazy to to, to, to sit down and uh, wait for years to come. I just uh, told Bragesh one day that Bragesh, I... It's better of one man if we can change this system. And uh, he said that I was joking. Hmm. And uh, I approached some somebody and told him that uh, I want to leave boxing and go to exile for military training and come back so that we destroyed the system that was running the country. And he gave me contact. I went to them, they prepared everything for me, and then I skipped the country. And how much were you fighting for at the time? Do you remember the peanuts? Yeah. I, I, I fought for 500 rand with the Oh, for such, such a big fight. A title well, fight. Five hundred rand from with Mkhitaryan. Mm. And so then, I yes. Took a decision that I, it's better off I leave the country. Maybe if I come back uh, after five years, I will still be the same guy that I am. 
and then I'll join the game again. Uh, but it was not uh, that way. It was not five years. Uh, it was never five years. It was years that uh, really made me crazy. Before we talk about those years away from your country, uh, let's bring in Mr. Sipo Mashekho, who joins us on the line now. Well, well known as a ring announcer, but a boxing enthusiast through and through. And you can even call him a boxing historian because this man remembers everything about boxing. Prasipo, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good, good evening, Mr. Musia and all the listeners of SAFM. We have TNT here on the line. What's the first thing that comes to mind when we talk TNT? Um, you know, you know, Dr. Natani, our uh, uh, BSA board chairperson, you know, has given a, a story, and this story talks about the legacy of boxing and how pivotal a role boxing has played in the politics of this country. You know, you sp- you spoke about Bush Makambi. And Dr. Natani spoke about all the trials that they went through, you know, throughout the the period when it was uh, uh, still the apartheid era. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, Mr. Likalake, Ben TNT, a formidable boxer at that time, as Dr. Natani has outlined, you know, has actually sacrificed his boxing prowess to pursue the struggle. And it shows the linkage that boxing had to to actually making things better for South Africa at that time. So a credit to uh, Mr. Kalake, you know, I think uh, he's actually uh, one of our 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 leaders. You know, he's an activist. He's a he's a boxing boxing uh, uh, champion of note, and we salute him. And do you remember the story about him calling out Nomen Sikapane and Gosanam Taji for fighting during the heat of the struggle? Yes, vaguely. You know, I was I was I wasn't a ring announcer then, you know, uh. but following boxing and I know he was one of the guys that was at Theom Tembu's gym. Yes. You know, and um obviously you know, together with, you know, people like uh, Dr. Natani, these are people that played a very huge role. For, for the struggle, and obviously they they put boxing in the limelight, and we are proud to have them, you know, even today. And we salute you, Tabiso, for for actually bringing them on board so that people can know the story about boxing, you know, because we see this this legend, but we don't do enough to actually salute them for the role that they played in boxing. And and you can see the record of uh, Ben TNT. You mm. know he's fought mm. formidable uh, 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 opponents. You know he he's fought people like uh, Nkosana Mkachi. You know he's fought he's fought Norman Pangaman Sakapani. And of course, you know at that at that time in that league, you know those were some of the best boxers that we had in the country. You know, and they they are our role models. Those are the guys that were in the forefront. And we salute this this gentleman that is here. He should actually be honored. And I'm glad that SAFM has taken the time to bring him on board uh, today to talk about his, his legacy. And we really, truly salute him. And TNT, do you receive these compliments that uh, people haven't forgotten your impact inside the boxing ring? I'm also surprised, you know. <laughs> I'm very much surprised. You must never downplay your achievement, uh, TNT, because you did a fantastic job in the ring. People will never forget how you made them feel, and and that's why they are calling in today and they are giving this tribute to you and giving you these flowers while you can still smell them. But I'm really interested about your life in exile and how it affected your family, and I want us to have that conversation after this quick break. Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. And we've got another voice note that's come through on 0614104107. Let's hear it for TNT. TNT was my husband of many years. Together we produced three beautiful baby <laughs> girls. What attracted me to him was his unique sense of poise, discipline and above all kindness and cleanliness. Because he was Ben TNT, he literally flew into exile, 
Unlike the majority of us who cross the borders illegally, snaking into exile, Nicodemusly taking cover under the darkness of the night, fearing being caught at the border and sent to notorious prisons such as John Foster, where many comrades were flown from the 10th floor into their brutal deaths. TNT was not only fierce inside the boxing ring, but he excelled in his military training in the wilderness of exile in Angola and elsewhere. He remained obstinate and defiant when it came to returning to South Africa under the abominable system of apartheid, instigating fellow former Umkondo combatants along the way, citing being tired of training after training and insisting on facing the Boers head on in the battlefield of struggle right inside the belly of the beast and unliberated South Africa so as to expedite the attainment of freedom for his then marginalized and oppressed people. Mr. Likalakeser, allow me to thank you for having been such a caring and loving father, unmatched to many A-fathers. Thank you for having been a loving and sensitive husband, though at that time of my teenagehood, I didn't know what love was and did not appreciate your love. You continue to be the best husband to boost your current wife and loving but strict dad to your children, as always. That is the band that I knew, who during apartheid was never rewarded his due cause for his prowess in the boxing ring in matters of remuneration. Your sacrifice, Ben, to pick up an AK-47, etc., has not been in vain. We are now free in our lifetime Thanks to selflessness of military veterans like yourself and countless others, you've earned my respect and admiration. Take a bow now, because you have fought the race, and in the end, you have emerged victorious for your country's emancipation, liberation, freedom, the very freedom that we continue to take for granted. Whoa, I'm moved, I'm touched. And I hope TNT is not choking up. Now, TNT, what do you make of that message? I believe that is your first wife, Promises Bongile Kumalo. Also, Masichaba Lekalake's mother, Masichaba Ndlovu, as some of you know her. How do you respond to that? What do you make of those words, TNT? Uh, I, I was caught uh, by, by an attack that is called an ambush in, in military. Mm. Yeah, but uh, during the conversation, I discovered that uh, it's somebody who really know me. Uh, so I did not uh, bother too much. Mm. Even though I was not told that uh, she will be uh, around also. But... Uh, According to the conversation, mm. she is really, really a, a boss of uh, conversations. Definitely. Let me take a quick one from Lituka in PE. I believe you saw TNT fight Lituka. Yes, when I tell you so, man, I was hey. very, very young then. But I still, I, I, I have a glimpse of, uh, you know, seeing him uh, fighting. Uh, it was here in, in Port Elizabeth, as with the stadium. He might he huh? might be able to to remember it. After with the stadium, after five. I think it was against Uskweiya. If I'm if I'm recollecting correctly, and oh. he, he, he used to be a great fighter. Thanks for that, Lituka. That's wonderful that somebody was there. Do you remember TNT against Uskweiya? I remember, I remember too much. Bye. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you caught me by attack, you know, <laughs> because <laughs> I never thought that uh, you were going to be one of the speakers. Hey, you must always have your guts up here when, we, when we're when talking boxing. We've got another voice note again. Come again. Oh, I said we've got a voice note. Can we play it? Ben TNT Ligalake. Oh, what a disciplined social being. His boxing style. The old tabis of this conversation reminds me of the late Mzugisi, Wonderboy Square, who also left the country to fight against this evil system of apartheid. 
please you have a wonderful conversation pick up you must remember our legends thank you that is from Patrickolo Bunyula Dantani. Thank you very much, Nosia Bulela. And I remember the bantamweight kingpin Umzugisi's kweyia there. Let's give the last word to uh, TNT's daughter, Masichaba Ndluvu. That's uh, how people know her these days. Masichaba, good evening. Welcome back to SAFM. <laughs> good evening, Tami. So, good evening um, to all of your listeners. Hello, Papa. This is such an honor. Um, I, I'm actually very nervous and my heart is pounding very fast because this is the first time that um, I feel we've actually truly, truly celebrated Ben TNT Lekalake in, in the modern mass media. He was a hero in his time. Just ask any journalist from the world newspaper. Mm, and, and, and what do you think his legacy is? Because now the boxing people are coming out saying that this man was a boxer through and through and uh, they also credit him for being a freedom fighter. And do you also think he gets the recognition that he deserves? Maschab? Well, I'd like to greet him and hear his voice. Uh, <laughs> first, <if I> may. <laughs> TNT. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Papa. Okay. Good day. So to answer your question, um, Tadiso, I definitely feel like, first of all, congratulations and well done on this amazing um, show and the series where you are celebrating um, not only uh, sports heroes and heroines, but also it's just about capturing our history. And I definitely feel like um, there's not enough that's being said. I feel like we need more of what you're doing. And um and my dad knows, but many people don't know that I've actually uh, written a, a a book for children based oh. on his life. Great yeah, stuff. on TNT. Yeah, wow. and that was that was my dedication to him. And uh, we captured his story. We've animated it, and uh, it's just a matter of time. And when we publish it for for young South Africans everywhere and, and kids all over the world, really. Ah, that is in- incredible, and I think we need to continue this story. But at the time, I believe you were born outside of the country. Did you did you realize why your dad had been outside of the country, and did you know about his boxing um, before he skipped the country? I had no idea. My father was a boxer when I was a, a little toddler. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. Um, all I knew, because myself and my baby sister, Mugie Lekalake, were born in Zambia, in Busaga. Mm. We could have born, been born in any one of the countries, um, you know, that my mom and my dad were in. But that's where we were born. Um, I believe that's where they, their love blossomed. And furthermore, all I know is that my father has always been my protector. And uh, what people also need to know is, is that he's an amazing dad. He taught me how to cook. <laughs> you know, he taught me how to cook. He's a phenomenal cook, by the way. He he baked my birthday cakes when wow. we stayed in the United States. He baked them from scratch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we won't do justice to TNT's story. An hour was never going to be enough. We're going to have to continue this uh, probably next week, just a few more minutes, just to find out exactly about life in exile because Mpushma Kambi told us he boxed in exile and I want to find out more about TNT and an hour is just not enough. But TNT, thanks for taking our call tonight. It's not the last time we speak to you, but we wanted to highlight what you did and uh, give you the respect that you deserve, sir. Thank you, thank you, folks. We're going to have to leave it there, and we do apologize for some of the boxing language that was used there. Those in Tanzania know that language is better, hey? So we do apologize those uh, for, for 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 the language, but we have to go to news now. It's eight o'clock. On the-